Welcome back to Coast to Coast AM. My guest is Christy Whitman, and we've been talking about her story of going from the corporate face of the world to channeling this wonderful divine council of light. And it is called the Quantum Council of Light. And I'm curious, what are some of the main messages coming through from the council? Do you do you hear them yourself, Christy? Oh, absolutely, all the time. Yeah, the, the biggest thing is, you know, learning how to master your energy, and that is really huge, right? It's like that's that's when we're having emotions and we suppress it, it starts to attract more things like it. So, for example, if we're feeling disappointment, right, and we seem to continue to feel disappointment, then it's because we're attracting from those imprints that we were talking about Mm. before, the energy gets stuck, and then it becomes like a vortex through which we attract more contrast that brings up that same emotion. So, you know, that's a really big part of it. And, you know, part of the core beliefs, if you will, is that we are energy masters of our own lives. And, we embody the energy and that, you know, we are familiar with, right? But we have the power to improve our circumstances and situations and relationships by choosing a different energy. One of the biggest things, and this absolutely changed my life when I started to hear them say this, but then started getting glimpses of this, is that they always say when they sign off that you are infinitely loved. And so all that is, right, God, goddess, whatever you want to call that, infinite intelligence, loves and adores us and is always helping us, is always healing us. But we have to be the ones that receive. Mm. We have to be the ones that, you know, are willing to believe that we are loved. And, and a lot of times people, you know, they beat themselves up. They're hard on themselves. They don't forgive themselves for things that they, you know, should or shouldn't have done in the past. And that divine part of us that's breathing us, it's our true life partner, you know, it, it, that never holds anything against us. And there's no, there's nothing ever to um, be forgiven because we are, we are loved. So um, would you say that that's what the universal message is for maybe society or planet or our future? Is there a universal message that's coming through that way. Yeah, that that we are literally, there are no problems, only perceptions of problems. But what we perceive as something as a problem becomes our reality. Mm. And so, you know, love is, I mean, the, the biggest thing for everybody is that there is energy, you know, the the universe is filled with energy and all energy carries a vibration. And so we are the interpreters of what that vibration is. It's kind of like, if you think of, think of it, Lisa, as like keys on the piano, mm-hmm. right? There's so many different notes and tones. We have that in our universe. So that's like a spectrum of emotions or a spectrum of vibrations. So joy has a very different vibration than disappointment. And we are energy receivers, we're energy containers, and we're energy transmitters. So because we are a walking embodiment of energy, we can choose the frequency that we want to fill our container with. So by waking up in the morning, for example, and saying, okay, today 
and choosing to feel success and connecting with that energy of success and filling that up in our mind, our body, our emotions, and our energy field. And we move through the day. At the moment, we don't feel like a success or something else comes in to shift that energy, to bring in more of that success energy, to focus the pictures, the images on that success and what that would look like. These are things that we can do, but that energy is accessible to us. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go do something, make more money, find a partner, you know, buy the house, lose the weight, whatever it is, in order to feel something. But everything that we desire is because we think we're going to feel a certain way when we get there. So we might as well just connect with the feeling now, and then those things are drawn to us. Those things, we become like a magnet, a beacon to the things that we want to experience, Mm. but we're not waiting for them to happen in order to feel. Well, it's when I um, had this accident and I was sitting in the ICU, I, I, you, (laughs) there's evidence that I texted you and (laughs) uh, (laughs) which I did not remember doing. And we talked about it later. And, um, I was just looking back in my texts and what I had said to you is that I said, is there any insight that council has? And you could not have told me at that time laying in ICU with a swollen spinal cord that I was going to be okay. It was not registering. My body had so much trauma in it and it had nowhere to go. The trauma had nowhere to go. And you said to me, a full recovery is not only possible, but if you connect with your well-being, as difficult as it might seem right now, you will have a full recovery. Reading back that text was what you looked into from the council, and it's exactly what you're saying now, even though it doesn't, it didn't feel like it at the time as I was in that environment, I have to hold on to in my head (laughs) that I'm going to have a full recovery. And that's an example of what you're talking about. No matter what you're going through right now, health-wise, work-wise, relationship-wise, you have to hold in your mind you're going to be okay. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. You have to hold the image. You have to believe in something greater than you Mm -hmm. that only knows well-being, that only knows abundance or success, that only knows love and support. And it's beyond the limitations of our human minds because like you sitting there, your conditions around you, your body is obviously, you know, you've got some broken things, your you know, spine is, is you know, like you said, an inflammation, you know, your, your body doesn't feel good. So it's easy to look at what is and go, oh, my God, it's like that, uh-oh, that panic mm-hmm. of this is what's real right now. And in those moments, when you have heartbreak, when you're feeling just you know, like the debt mounting over you, when you you know feel like, oh my gosh, I feel horrible in the way I look or feel, to focus on a different energy, that's the mastery of energy. To know that you can fully heal from this and that the divine that is actually still breathing you is only vibrating in that higher energy. That's that, you know, really attuning and aligning with that higher aspects of ourselves because 
if we focus on just what the what is in the moment, right? Then, We're not going to get there. No, yeah. definitely not. Mm-mm. No, yeah, I I definitely know that because fear does is strong. Fear is very strong, and it tends to take over in the moment of crisis. And to even say you're going to be have a full recovery, that wasn't in my awareness at the time, but it had to be somewhere in my DNA. And 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 I do expect to have a full recovery. But I say that because so many people that are you know that call into coast and that have are regulars and that call the time are going through a lot of stuff, and they. Um, and we're going to take calls after the um, the bottom of the hour. But I think one of the main things is how would somebody know that it's that maybe they've received these messages before or how can they learn to channel? How can they learn to get to receive messages and not to be afraid of them, but to actually hear the messages and to be a clear, does it happen for everyone? Can you teach someone how to? Out of oh, channels, yeah. you can absolutely. Oh yeah, because we all have that ability. We're all every single human being has a, 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 well a few things in common, but the biggest thing in common is that if you are alive, who who is beating your heart? Is it you? You know who, who's doing the breathing for you when you're not even thinking of the breath? Who's digesting your food? Who's growing your nails? Who's growing your hair? Aren't these automatic yeah. responses in the body? Yes, but it's life. Because think about it. When someone transitions, right, when the life has left the body, the nails are no longer growing, food is not getting digested, That you know, the, there's no more breath going in and out of the lungs, there's no more activity of the mind, the person lay there like an old pair of shoes. There's no life inside of that person. So that life is the energy. So as, as long as you are still being able to breathe, and you are able to think, and you are able to, you know, move your body. I mean, it, it, when you have evidence of vital signs, pulse, you're, you're breathing, you know, you're thinking, you're, you're able to move parts of your body. No matter what it is, that life force only knows. It never deviates. It will not, cannot. It never deviates from well-being. And as we turn our attention to that part of us, that's we're more energy than anything. As I wrote in my book, Quantum Success, everything that we know ourselves to be, that we're aware of, the life experiences that we've had, that's only 4% of who we really are. This physical clump of matter, you know, I'm 52 years old, you know, soon to be 53. My 52 years, almost 53 years on this planet, in this body, it's only 4% of who I am. The 96% is what is breathing us. It's a non-physical. And so as we start to, and this is part of what we teach and talk about in quantum energy mastery, that there's more to us than what's just sitting on this chair. That 4% is our lower self or our personality self, lower not being bad or wrong. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, the ego, and we've got to kill right. the ego. Right. The e- you know, the ego is part of our experience. God wouldn't have given us an ego if it was a bad experience. It's the limitations or the, you know, lower level conditioning of the ego that benefits us to shift and change into a higher awareness of who we are. But that lower part of us or that personality part of us 
it's intended. We're all different. We all prefer different things. We all, you know, want different experiences. We all have different desires because the what is breathing us, the we are an extension of that higher perspective or the divine. And that divine uniquely created each and every one of us. So the divine's not going, oh, I want everybody to be step for wife. Everybody's got to be the same. And, you know, the divine wants and created and intended and desired for diversity. And as we allow ourselves to not try to be like somebody else or, or judge ourselves for not being like somebody else, but accept who we are and love and adore ourselves as the divine does, now we're back in alignment and we can really feel the whole benefit of the, you know, the well-being and of the success and the love. I mean, our divine design, like blueprinted, just like we have one nose and two ears and two eyes, one heart, that nobody's walking around with three hearts. Nobody has, unless they're a dog or a bird, we don't have as a human being wings and tails and beaks. You know, it's like we're divinely designed as human beings to have two legs, two arms, ten fingers, ten toes. You know, that that's blueprinted. But what we don't see from the energetic place and from that sacred geometry is that we are divinely designed, designed, blueprinted for well-being, abundance, success, and love and support. Mm. It's part of our DNA. But it's the early... DNA childhood or programming or modeling that we that gets in the way. Exactly. So we're born this perfectly beautiful, pure, intentional force, and then things happen along the way that start to disrupt that field, right? And so But it's still but it's still in us. Still and there. That's the thing. It's the thing. It's like once you release the imprints, once you release the idea of something that doesn't that feels limiting then you actually can return back to that original divine design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great news because that means healing is possible and that there's a place to get back to that is pure and that has a frequency that all of us were born with. And no matter what happened along the way, once you get back to that frequency, you can restore. Because, yes, the body is constantly seeking homeostasis. It's constantly seeking restoration it doesn't matter at what point it's trying to find balance. It's the normal state of the body. So yeah, it's designed that way. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. So it's just getting back to that. You know, some say, you know, the stem cell therapy will get your stem cells back in and it'll regenerate your body. But what you're doing is you're doing spiritual stem cells. You're getting people back to their original blueprint of who they are. Yeah. I get it. That makes and a the- lot of sense. And the energy exists right now. It's not like we have to go get anything or buy anything or, you know, there's nothing other than attuning our consciousness. Now, what's our consciousness? Let's break that down. It's what we say. It's our words. That we, it's the language that we use, what we say, what we think, what we perceive and believe, what we feel and what we do. Mm-hmm. All that is what's in our control. So as we're attuning ourselves and speaking words, that's why, you know, I created a free program that you can go to watchyourwords.com, but it's like a 10-day program, extends into a 30-day of 
words and phrases that we say as a culture that pull our energy down. It literally is like energetic anchors, like should and don't and try and miss and words like this, that when we say them, they literally pull and anchor our energy down to lower vibrations. But in this training, you get what not to say, why, and what to say instead. Because as you shift your language, you those are sparks of energy. I mean, it says in the Bible, in the beginning, there was the word. Mm-hmm. And so our words have power. Our words have meaning. They have vibration. And those words then lead into thoughts, right? Our thoughts are powerful. Our thoughts, thought over and over and over, create a belief. We, we manifest from our beliefs, from those pictures that we hold in our heads, or from our expectations. Mm-hmm. And all of that leads to the way we feel. And when we feel excited and joyfully anticipating something, we're in an expanded energy field. When we feel we can't do something or we're limited or that we're lacking, we feel bad and our energy is condensed. It's, it's constricted. It's constricted and contracted. Right. And so therefore the experiences that we either do or the behaviors that we do, it all reflects that. Hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and take some of your calls before calling in and um, getting some communication here. So we will be right back. And again, uh, if you wanted to look up Christy's website, it's Christy Whitman, W-H-I-T-M-A-N.com or watchyourwords.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Lisa Gar on Coast to Coast AM. Welcome back to Coast to Coast AM. I am Lisa Gar. And Christy, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be with you. Yeah, thank you so much for playing with me tonight. This is a lot of fun. And you're coming through so clearly with the communication that's coming from you and your wisdom and now we get to hear a little bit from the council. Are you good with taking some calls because we have a full board? <laughs> I, I absolutely am. Let me just go get them. So I will when, know that when I'm gone or when they're in, my consciousness is out. So I don't know what happens. Um, I don't yeah. recall anything, but I will go get them and they will. you'll know when they're here. <laughs> great, great. Because I'm going to go to one of our first time callers, Marcus from New Orleans. How, Marcus, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I am feeling blessed that I was in the car coming home and heard this and then got home immediately on my phone and dialed and got online and started listening. Meant to be, my friend, meant to be. So, Marcus, the Council of Light is with us. And I'm wondering if you want to just go right ahead and ask a question. We are here. Hello, dear ones. Hello, Marcus. Happy to be in light. So, I guess a quick backstory, I guess, before a question. um, And I've. So, last week, or two weeks ago, my mom got COVID, was sick, 68 years old. Before that, five days a week working out, just a beast in the gym, beast of a woman, just amazing, just just a woman, strong as she could be. Got COVID last Sunday. She went to urgent care. They said, look, go to the emergency room tomorrow, get some fluids. So that Monday, two weeks ago, she goes, she gets fluids. The doctors don't like what they see. They do some tests. Mm. She's got an eight centimeter 
tumor on her kidney and two five centimeters on her liver and come to find out the biopsy is said they have metastasized from the kidney. So we're dealing with that. And Monday morning, this Monday, she got up at 530 to go to the bathroom, fainted, hit the dresser on her head, oh. broke her neck, and now she, Tuesday morning, emergency neck surgery, and she's partially paralyzed now from her on her right side, right arm and right leg. So I, uh, you know, and I was listening to you all and Lisa hearing your affirmations, apparently you were dealing with some sort of spinal injury at some point. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling my mom, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over the last two days, you know, I'm home. I'm in New Orleans. She's in Slidell. It's about 50 miles away. And I'm, Astro projecting healing, and I'm burning Palo Santo, and I'm burning sage, and I'm burning roses. Do you, Marcus, do you want communication from the council about your mother or about you? I think I'm comfortable with me. I mean, I don't need, I need more so for my mother, I think, is what I'd love council for. Okay. Well, dear one, so they idea of all this happening. Look at it as she got COVID and then went to the hospital and was able to find what she did not know was happening within her body. And so that really is a blessing because now all that can be treated. And that is an understanding of almost a blessing of this happens so that I then can. And, and to know that then treatment or what we like to say light treatment is now available and to connect with her well-being is going to be essential. Even as Lisa was sitting and discussing, she was in the hospital and, and urgent care and ICU and not feeling that anything was possible for her to heal. She is a walking testament because it is in a very short period of time that she is healing in leaps and bounds more than normal people because she is accepting that well-being is her way and that it is still available to her. Now, she is still breathing. And so because she is still breathing, she is still alive. The divine in her, which is beyond miracles and beyond magic, and it is a natural healing and restorative energy and experience, is still with her. So if she believes that she can heal from this and she is willing to allow in the light into those places where they have said she's paralyzed, there are many, many stories, many examples of people that have been told they'd be paralyzed for the rest of their lives and ended up being better than ever before. There are stories about a fighter who was paralyzed and then ended up recovering and ended up getting back into the the boxing ring. Anything, when you believe it to be true, is possible. Mm. So for her, for her to connect with her well-being, her natural well-being, the pulsation, every heartbeat, every 
pulsating of her blood is indication of her well-being. And as she focuses more on that, less on the condition or what has happened already, then it allows the opening. And for you, dear one, it is really important that you allow your well-being and your alignment as even you are moving about your time and stay in, we're going to talk about compassion because this is huge, stay in a space of compassion for yourself so you can have compassion for her. Compassion for yourself that as her son, that you as a person that loves another and having to hear, witness, watch somebody else go through something so horrific or so contrasting, this is important because compassion energy as a frequency neutralizes you out of the fear or judgments or worries or any of those other lower level emotions that are human, of course, but are of lack. And Instead of feeling the fears and letting them move out or feeling the worry or the doubt and letting it move out, you don't want to stay in a place of pushing up against fear and doubt and worry. So compassion energy, just by asking and being willing to receive it, allows you to feel a soothing, a comfort, a neutralizing energy and filling yourself up with that then you can give that. You can then, as you think of her, as you are holding her in your mind, seeing her in that healing light. Because all of you create your own reality, but you can influence those that you love with light. So a mother, for example, worrying about her child, she has much more a powerful influence if she is in a place of holding that child in light and seeing their wellness. Mm. You, in connection with your mother, holding her in the picture of her fully recovering and being that kick-butt woman that you know her to be, being at the gym and being empowered, seeing her in full recovery, it's like we did through Christy for Lisa when she asked, am I going to recover for this? We told Christy exactly what to say. Of course, your healing is inevitable if you believe it to be true. Ah, that's a big piece. Does that make sense to you, Marcus, as you hold the space for your mother? It's incredibly. Beautiful. I closed my eyes, held my root chakra, and listened you all and it was it's blessings um, so i well thank I you feel... for that and by the way marcus your question is for so many other people that have loved ones that need healing or maybe that are distant or in some way the the council is saying to hold the light for the other person and that is something we can do sometimes when our loved ones are hurt or or not well, it, it, it we feel helpless that we can't do anything. Or when we hear of somebody that we care about that's injured, we just want to do something. And this is something you can do is you can hold the vision of that person in their highest light.
Okay, let's go to our next caller um, for the Council of Light to hear from Julie from Columbus, Ohio. Julie, um, do you have a question for the Quantum Council of Light? I do, and I also want to tell you that I also attended George's um, uh, concert a couple of years ago when he was in Columbus. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. When it was fun, I'm sure. Great fun. Good. This is kind of creepy. Um, we like creepy. We'll go, go for, for it. it, yes. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> it's Halloween, so that's even creepier. Yes. About 30, you know, 34 years ago, I was having dinner with my father, and out of the blue, he says, do you think I killed a particular man? Wow. And I wasn't even thinking about it. And I didn't register. It didn't register. And then I, lately, I have very strong intuition. Lately, I've been having some flashbacks. And um, I pay strong attention to flashbacks. They've, uh, intuition has saved my life many times. So my question is, did he kill him? Well, dear one, there is a very strong possibility that he did. The flashbacks that you are experiencing, you you do trust them. And so let us ask you a question. Are you getting the images and flashbacks that he did? I'm actually getting flashbacks that I did. We mm. do not see that. You don't? Mm-mm. Well, the reason I'm thinking that is because I thought he might have had me do it to scare my mother. We do not see that, dear. We okay. We, okay. we we see that he did. Okay. Well, that doesn't surprise me because I think he no. I he told my two siblings that he committed suicide, and I thought when. The intuition and the thoughts I've been having is, how could he have done that when he was tied up in the basement? No. Hmm. It's getting more intense. Yes. Okay. And so um, his son is in the area. Oh, wow. I mean, this could have definite ramifications. And it could be what the... I think the message is coming through is how strong is Julie's intuition and how much should the council say for Julie to pay attention to her intuition? Well, it's very strong, dear. So when understand this, though, you're all of you have all of you that are listening have an opportunity to open up to your intuition. And you do that by allowing yourself to spend time thinking of your intuition as an extension of who you are, as a divine extension of who you are. It is a skill set. It is a gift. It is an opportunity at a connector point. And so this is what we, the message we have for all of you is that trusting your intuition you then intuit even more. The more you trust it, and that's what you have been doing, dear one, the more you trust it and the more you feel the guidance of it, then you're guided more. If you're closing that door down and you're saying, oh, that's not right, or oh, no, I don't trust that, then that flow is stopped. It's like damming up the flow. But as you open up, 
and you allow yourself to receive more intuition and you follow that guidance and you follow through with just even researching or looking into something, then the, the flow is more and more open. So trusting that intuition is essential for everyday situations or when you call them creepy ones. That was definitely creepy. Well, thank you so much for the call and keep following the intuition. Um, We're going to go to another caller, Gary in Scranton. Gary, thanks for joining us tonight. Do you have a question for the Quantum Council of Light? Yeah, thank you for taking my call. This is my first time talking to you, so I had the privilege of speaking to all the great Hosts on coast to coast. Oh, good, good. And my question for your your guest or guests is: In Theosophy, Helen Blavatsky, she used to speak to ascended masters, and later on, Elizabeth Clark Prophet did. And one they both had in common was uh, Count Saint Germain. Whether uh, your guest wants to answer it or the people are, are with her, or the ascended masters, I'll hang up and listen to what you have to say. Thank you for taking my colleagues. Okay, that's so. The question is. Can you identify who you are, the Council? Yes, dear one. So we are a collection of consciousness, and we are of a high, we call ourselves ascended masters. We are of the highest that is being transmitted. We are not, Christy is not the only one receiving ascended masters, but she is receiving a collection of this highest frequency that comes through a human body in order to express light onto the planet. And it has been a calling that humans and the the light counterparts or spirit counterparts have been coalescing on the planet, and it will continue for thousands of years. More and more ascended masters will be channeling through human beings as they are opening up to this. And so we are just a collection of beings of light, of higher consciousness, that are here to help make life so much better because life is supposed to be good. Life is supposed to be fun. It is you are all you are all created to thrive and to feel good. All of you took this journey, which is a very short journey. Your passport will expire at some point. It is a journey that is not only the personality journey, but the soul journey and the divine journey. And each of you that are here have the ability to be the conduit for light. And when you are, you are greatly rewarded. So we are Ascended Masters, a collection of beings here to really spread the message of how to make your lives individually great because you all do create your own reality. So if you're creating your own reality, why not create something wonderful and great that curls your toes and makes you jump out of bed in the morning to be happy that you are in this physical life experience? Mm, I love that. Well, we're going to give the council a break because there's so many calls left here. I would love it if if they could continue and if Christy continue beyond the break. So hold on with us and I will talk with Christy and thank you so much for staying on with me. I am Lisa Gar. You're listening to Coast to Coast AM.